Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden. I want to welcome you to episode 224 of my rather sporadic podcast called Who's Paying Attention? I want to start off with thanking Florida, specifically Tampa, specifically Sidesplitters Comedy Club for a great weekend. It's been fun down here and it's hot, it's humid, it's Florida, so it's crazy, but I had a great time. And uh, speaking of crazy, let's get into it. (laughs) So, as you know, Omarosa's book, um, aptly titled Unhinged, is out and she's been making the rounds of the press. And... She's got tapes and allegations of she tells us she's got more tapes and and now there's word of video she's been recording everybody everybody in the White House is nervous. Trump called her a dog um which you know so so here we are we're back on the apprentice right Amarosa's making Trump mad Trump's calling her names this and that now i I don't know where do you begin? So Amarosa says that Trump is a racist and that he's in mental decline and a misogynist and a sexist and everything. And we say, yeah, and no news there. Uh, Trevor Noah nailed it when he said to her on his show that, um, what are you telling us that we didn't know three and a half years ago? But anyway, Trump fired back, said, you know, Kelly did the right thing firing her, that she's disloyal, and he called her a dog. And then the the outrage and the blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't know how outraged I can be over this. And I'll tell you why. Because if you look at Trump supporters, not all of them, but some of them, definitely, were calling uh, Michelle Obama an ape for eight years. I mean, there were judges circulating jokes. and They were fine with that. There was no outrage there. Then you had Michelle Wolf um, at the press correspondence dinner make a joke about Sarah Huckabee Sanders in the eye makeup and they were outraged oh my god it's terrible it's the worst thing ever but they're okay with Trump calling a black woman a dog so so the, the outrage the scale's all over the place I, I don't know I don't know what is outrage what isn't should um, does Omarosa deserve to be called a dog no no she, but is that within Trump's MO absolutely it's what he does. So so why is anyone surprised? Um, we don't know what she has tapes of. She's trickling them out. She's obviously got something and making people nervous. Are black folks going to take Omarosa back? Eh, I don't know. I don't know if we were with her to begin with. Now, I will say, full disclosure, I know Omarosa. I've hung out with Omarosa. Omarosa is a very intelligent woman, in my opinion, in my experience. She is in it for Omarosa. I think this is my opinion, just based on public persona and some personal interaction. And I'm not pretending we're best of friends, but we had. I think Amarosa has always been in it for Amarosa. I think whether you love her or hate her, as long as you say her name and she can cash a check written to Amarosa, she's good. She's cashing checks for millions on this. I don't know how this is going to play out. People are like, is this going to be the downfall of Donald Trump? No. No, it's just another, it's really just reinforcing everything that we'd already known, heard, or suspected. So she's going to make money on the book. He's going to insult her for writing a book. Blah, blah, blah. Is it true? Well, here's the thing. Does truth matter? You see, Rudy Giuliani... And, and again, crazy is a good 
good topic for this week. Crazy is a good word. Word of the week, crazy. So Rudy Giuliani was on uh, Meet the Press and tells us truth isn't truth. Now this, this, okay, try to follow me on this because this one ain't easy to follow. So Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is talking about the Mueller investigation and he says he won't let special counsel Robert Mueller rush Trump into testifying because he doesn't want investigators to trap the president in a lie, which isn't really that hard to do. But anyway, this is what he says, quote, when you tell me that, you know, he should testify because he's going to tell the truth and he shouldn't worry. Well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. So Chuck Todd said, truth is truth. And Giuliani says, no, no, it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Okay, so that's what Giuliani says. Then Todd's like, truth isn't truth. And Giuliani's like, don't, don't do this to me. Don't truth isn't truth to me, Todd. Even though he just said truth isn't truth. So moving on, <laughs> Giuliani talks about Facts are in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> and, of course, Chuck Todd says, well, no, facts are not in the eye of the beholder. And Giuliani says, yes, yes, they are. Nowadays, they are. So, so facts are in the eye of the beholder and truth isn't truth. And you want to run an investigation? Yeah, good luck with this. Uh, <laughs> it's, if you're listening, thank you. And just know it's not you. Okay, it's not you. Unbelievable. Um, they don't want Trump to speak to Mueller because Trump couldn't handle that. Okay, like like Hillary Clinton went through what eight hours of testimony. Trump would make it like eight minutes, and then he'd go off script and say something and collapse the whole thing. What would he say? He'd probably say something that was true, and it would be truth that is truth, not truth that isn't truth. Even though it's well, the facts are in the eyes of the beholder, but who's beholden? Who's beholding the facts of the truth that isn't truth that, you know, this is why lawyers get paid a lot of money and God bless you. Um, speaking of money, I like how this is flowing. Uh, racism is a lot of things, but it is not profitable. OK, Jason Kessler, you saw this. They tried to redo the Unite the Right rally and they had well over 10 people show up in Washington, D.C. for their little white supremacist march. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. White supremacists, the least supreme white people you'll ever come across. So he had his little gathering. He needed a police escort to ride the subway in um, Washington, D.C. There were thousands of counter-protesters. But but more importantly, this is, and this is great, they... Um, they lose money. They get fired. You know, one of the reasons they didn't show up is because when you're seen at a Nazi rally, at a right wing rally, at a Klan rally, at a hate rally, you lose your job. Racism is not good for, un for employment. Recently, just this week, there was an Asian lady in Atlanta. There's a club, right? They're at a lounge. Um, if you've been in a club, if you know anything about the club scene, you know they're getting a, a, a a private area, a, whether it be a sofa, a table service, whatever, hard to get, very expensive. So this Asian woman 
sits in the middle of where a black group is it has private couches holding a birthday party she's drunk she starts talking smack to them disrespecting them the club owner or club manager comes over basically defends the woman not the and and the black party they end up leaving because they're getting mad but they know they don't want to you know they don't want it to escalate whatever next day the woman is outed on social media and um, she's fired. She worked for Porsche up until that moment, and then she was fired. We see it over and over. People are seen doing these racist things at these racist rallies, and they're fired. So, so he had his, you know, 12, 15, whatever people, and they were a joke. And they, they had to, you know, ask for police help and blah, 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 because they're idiots. But this was the, the beauty of it. <laughs> so... Um, Jason Kessler is broke. He's been sued. His his right wing thing isn't making any money. No money in hate. It's just no money in public hate and stupidity. So he lives at his parents' house, and he was doing some of his you know white supremacist skyping or talking to a friend or, or posting or whatever. He was doing some kind of streaming online thing, <laughs> and you hear his father in the background yelling. Get out of my bedroom. Get out of my bedroom. Now, here's the thing. How can you be the master race when you're not even allowed in the master bedroom? I ask you, honestly. It is uh, ridiculous, stupid. They are, are mental midgets. And it was interesting on Bill Maher's show, he talked about Alex Jones. Now, Alex Jones has been censored by Twitter and Facebook for all the false statements, which you know, they might be facts in the eye of their beholders. But anyway, um, Bill Maher said that these white supremacists and racists and various groups should be allowed to publish and to talk and to speak publicly because when they do, it hurts them. Like I said, they get fired from their jobs and they lose money. They get sued and held with blah, blah, blah. Other people said when you have an Alex Jones who who... Um, for instance, denied Sandy Hook and attacked and harassed parents of kids who were killed in Sandy Hook. That's wrong. That's not freedom of speech. That is illegal. It's intimidation and it, it's whatever else, you know. And it, when you encourage these followers, because many of these people are just sheep and they're going to do what they said, that it, it could be dangerous. It's not free speech when it's dangerous, right? We can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. I don't know. I um, personally... I think they should be allowed to speak. They're allowed to espouse their views if they, they want to do hate speech, etc. But they can't when they call for an attack, that's illegal. When they and and I don't care if they try to do it through their dog whistle or whatever. When they call for an attack, when they call for something like that, that's illegal. Okay? Um, is that the same as Maxine Waters saying to harass uh, members of government. Mm. And again, I'm not a lawyer. Imagine that. I had to tell you I'm not a lawyer because I know so many of you think that when I'm not on stage telling jokes, I'm in the Supreme Court arguing First Amendment rights. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Anyway, uh, I think it's different because I think that what Maxine Waters is talking about relates more to, and the Supreme Court has said, that if you don't like gay people, you don't have to make them a wedding cake. So if you don't like hateful people, 
you don't have to serve them in your restaurant. I think that that's different than calling on people to harass the parents of children who have been killed. Two different things, but maybe it's not. Um, unfortunately, if it ever does end up in the Supreme Court, we got this conservative court now, so it don't look good. But we'll see. But but anyway, that's my view on it. Getting back to what I was originally talking about, if you're not allowed in the master bedroom, you can't be the master race. It's very simple. Those are the rules. I was on Martha's Vineyard for the first time um, a few weeks. Well, last week. Yeah, last week. Maybe that's why I didn't do a podcast. Anyway, um, I did a great event with Ray Allen and the ex-basketball player to raise money for UConn sports and athletics, the sports outside of basketball. And then I went to Martha's Vineyard for a couple of days and beautiful little island. And historically, which I learned about in reading something about it, um, a vacation spot for well-off, upper-middle-class to rich, professional black people. Uh, there was a black film festival the week before I was there. Spike Lee was there with the movie Black Klansman, which is excellent. I mean, not just as a Spike Lee movie, as a movie, as a story. If you don't know, it's a story of an undercover cop in Colorado Springs, a black undercover cop who joined the Klan. And he did it through the phones. He had a white undercover cop pretend to be him and go to the Klan meetings and rallies. It's a great movie. It's a great story. Anyway, they have a, the film festival there. They, I met, you know, uh, CEOs, lawyers, any uh, financial professionals, and so on. They were all there. It was, um, it was great. It's great. It, it's a beautiful little island and getaway. And like I say, historically, many black people own vacation homes there. The Obamas are building a vacation home there, et cetera, et cetera. My point being, my point being. You you live in your daddy's house and you're not allowed in your daddy's master bedroom and you somehow think you're superior to black CEOs and, and bank vice presidents. And the, yeah, shut up. Shut up. You're not superior to shit. All right. You're not superior to shit. It's it's an embarrassment. It's a shame. And yeah, go ahead and use your right to free speech, because every time you open your mouth, you look dumber. Um, while we're on the topic of hate and ignorance, and, and again, stories I just love. Now, if you know me, if you've listened to my comedy, if you've followed my comedy, you know that I have a thing about immigration, and particularly Mexicans. Years ago, I did a joke. I said that illegal is just code word. They mean Mexicans. And that Mexicans' only sin is they are late to the party. They showed up late. A hundred years ago, white immigrants came to this country, didn't speak English, didn't have any money, worked menial jobs, uh, were involved in crime, mafia anybody, etc., etc. Mexicans showed up a hundred years late. You show up to a party late, people aren't as welcoming. All right? There's not as much food left. There's not as much drink left. Now you come in. You want something, and we don't really want you here. We were having a good time before you showed up. Bunch of guys show up, 
Now suddenly there's too many guys, not enough women. And the women who are there, now they're somewhat scared because now the guys are getting creepy. You see what I mean? See what I mean? You show up to a party late, it, it doesn't do well. There's a prime time. You don't want to be the first ones there, but you don't want to show up after the parties. Well, well, that's what happened. The Latino immigrants are coming in now. The party's been going on. And the people who are here pretend they've been here from day one. So, Stephen Miller is a big-time um, advisor to Trump, and he's all anti-immigration, blah, blah, blah. And he's been straight up called out, straight up called out by his uncle. His uncle, Dr. Uh, David Glosser, and, and I'm not going to read this for you. You need to read this essay, please. Google Stephen Miller, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Miller, hypocrite. Google Dr. David Gloss or whatever. You have to read this essay because what Dr. Glosser says is that Stephen Miller is nothing but a hypocrite. At the turn of the 20th century, um, there was a Jewish man, Wolf Lieb Glosser, who fled a village in Belarus uh, beset by anti-Jewish uh, things, forced childhood labor, blah, 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 made it to Ellis Island, $8 in his pocket, spoke Polish, Russian, and Yiddish, but didn't speak English. Imagine that. Didn't speak English when he got here. And he went on a street corner peddling. Really? It's kind of like the, the Mexicans you see peddling oranges on the side of the freeway. Yeah. Street corner peddling. Any of this sound familiar, Stephen? And he went on to you to work. He brought his family over. They call that chain migration. He he worked, he made some money, and he brought his family over. He's they went they moved to Pennsylvania, a booming mining town. They had they started out selling goods on the street. Then they had trucks, and then it grew into a grocery store chain and a department store chain, and they on the on the stock exchange. It was it's the American dream, and they did it. But his uncle pointed out, had Trump's immigration policies been in effect, their family never would have got here. Their family wouldn't have been welcomed here. They they um, yeah they wouldn't have been welcomed here. They would have died through the anti at the anti Jewish hands of the countries they were escaping. You know, like um, they, they were seeking uh, asylum, asylum from places they were persecuted, like many of the Latin immigrants that Trump feels it's okay to snatch kids from parents. Um, just, just absolutely amazing. Um, He talks about the Glossers came in the U.S. just a few years before the fear and prejudice of the America First native nativists of the day closed U.S. borders to Jewish refugees, which would have led to them being Jewish and being killed by the Nazis. Um, and then he told a story um, of a person in the early, and I'm just going to zip through this. You got to read this. It's a great essay. But he talks about in the early 2000s, a man named Joseph was conscripted at the age of 14 to be a soldier in Eritrea and sent to a remote desert military camp. They discovered the kid had a Bible. They tortured and beat the kid 
for 20 consecutive days. Um, he was thrown into a cell with 36 other men. Some died. Kid got sick. Went to a civilian clinic. He escaped. Um, made it to Sudan. Joined other refugees. It was the first leg of a journey that would cover thousands of miles in 10 years. Okay. And, uh, and I love this line. Quote. While my nephew Stephen, talking about Stephen Miller, while my nephew Stephen was famously recovering from the hardships of his high school cafeteria in Santa Monica, Joseph was a child on his own in Sudan in fear of being deported to face execution for desertion. Now Joseph is 30 years old, lives in Pennsylvania with his wife and child. So... You know, they, 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 they want to make these immigrants seem like they're horrible people, blah, blah. No, they're not the horrible people, Mr. Miller. You are. Your uncle called you out. You're a hypocrite. You're full of shit. Same thing with all of these white people who say immigrants can't come in. Your family came in. They didn't have money. They didn't speak English. They came in. All right, so knock it off. Again, beautiful, beautiful essay Dr. David Glosser, G-L-O-S-S-E-R. Look it up, read it. It's fantastic. Let's move on. What the hell is with the Catholic priests? And I don't mean that as a joke, although it is ironic that I said, what the hell? Over 300 priests in Pennsylvania guilty of sexual abuse and cover-ups of sexual abuse and on and on and on. A 900-page grand jury investigation. Here we go again. We, we know this goes on. Everyone knows it goes on. The Catholic Church has paid out over $3 billion in settlements of sexual abuse cases. Let's look at that again. $3 billion. That's $3,000 million paid for sexual abuse scandals. Of course, the Pope um, expresses um, sorrow and shame which is the equivalent of thoughts and prayers after a good mass shooting. And they're going to, you know, they're going to hold their investigations and blah, 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 blah. They're going to pay people off. They're going to cover it up. They're going to fire a couple of bishops or something. And it goes on. The best tweet I saw about this, the best comment I saw, when I say best, I mean just personally, I loved it and it made me think. And it was something I didn't, hadn't thought of, but it's absolutely true. There was a Muslim who said, imagine if 300 imams, imagine if 300 Muslim religious leaders were involved in sexual abuse. Stop and think about that for a minute. What would be the reaction if it were 300 Muslim religious leaders? And the tweet went on to say, where are the moderate Catholics? Why can't the good Catholics stop the bad Catholics? Maybe Catholics should be banned from travel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is horrible. It's horrible for the children. It's horrible pattern. Um, there was a 2002 study that was huge, and now this is another one, and they're saying some of these overlap, etc. Come on. Do something. Okay, maybe, maybe this false celibacy is wrong because these men are, are sexually, maybe they're sexually frustrated. I don't know. I don't know what causes sexual abuse. I don't know what causes sexual abuse of, of young boys. Um, but 
the church has to clean it up and the church has to admit them that they're wrong and that it's horrible and stop trying to look good there are people there are good catholics obviously and there are people who believe in their church and believe in their priest and and do confessions and etc that it's part of their way of life respect that i respect that that's fine it's your belief but do something about this dude like the man said where are the good catholics let the good Catholics police the bad Catholic, because this is horrible. How can you cover up abuse, sexual abuse of a child in the name of God? I mean, it, wow, that's a long way from my podcast. I'm, I don't know. Sorry. Anyway, um, it's there. Now, on the topic of sexual abuse, Kevin Spacey had a movie come out. It's a billionaire's club. Mm, didn't make billions, didn't make millions, didn't make thousands, made 126 bucks. Yeah, say that again. On the opening day, the movie made $126, which tells me, Kevin, they haven't quite forgiven you yet. <laughs> the big movie of the weekend was Crazy Rich a Asians, which made $25 million. I have Asian friends in the movie, Ken Jeong and um, Jimmy O. Yang, and good for them and good for that movie. And many Asians are talking about how great it is to see a movie made by Asians with all Asian cast, to see themselves, to see your own people up on the screen. A lot of people can't understand how important that is, but it, it really is important and it's great. Um, so Kevin, maybe, maybe not a lot of sexual abusers make it to the movies because you didn't see your kind did not head down to the theater. Okay. I mean, $126. <laughs> Woo. Uh, Tiger's back. Tiger Woods is back. Tiger Woods came in second in the PGA. But more importantly, he was competitive. People were watching golf. You know how happy golf and the sponsors were? Um, I still don't know where I stand on Tiger. I'm telling you, playing golf with Donald Trump to me is still, I don't know if I can say an unforgivable offense, but it's a tough one. There are two things in sports I haven't seen. I haven't seen Tiger play golf, and I haven't seen the Williams sisters play tennis. And I probably should because I'm a sports fan, and these are like, once-in-a-lifetime athletes doing the, the best in the world at what they do. Tiger's not the best now, but he was for a long time. So I probably should see him. And I'm not equating Tiger and the Williams sisters in any way outside of being the best at what they do. But he's back. And it's good for golf. Because you know why? People are talking about golf. People are watching golf. Ain't nobody watched golf since Tiger last played. I'm sorry, Rory. I'm sorry, Dustin. I'm sorry, whoever. Nobody gave a shit. Tiger plays, everybody's watching. Football is back. Preseason is back. And some people are in midseason form. And by some people, I mean Raider fans. Big brawl at a preseason game. Raider fans and Ram fans at the L.A. Coliseum, which is where the Rams play and the Raiders used to play, actually got into a brawl. In preseason, in a game that none of the players care about, the fans are drunk and fighting. So good for them. I guess. I don't know. Maybe they're tough. Maybe they're making football great again or something. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into the politics of football. I told you before, I still I don't know where I stand with football. 
but I hope somebody cleans up the league. Football needs a David Stern-type commissioner who remade the image of the NBA and made it into the juggernaut it is now. Somebody needs to clean up football. The, the abuse, the politics, the blah, 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 blah. Somebody needs to do something. In the meantime, it's good to know Raider fans are still ready for a fight. I love you guys. I thank you guys so much for listening to my sporadic podcast. I thank you so much for your support. This coming weekend, I'm going to be at the Dead Crow Comedy Club in uh, Williamsburg, North Carolina, which may be the best name of a comedy club in the country. Certainly the best name of any club I work. Dead Crow? Are you kidding? I don't know what's funny about that, but I'm going to find out in North Carolina. Who's paying attention? You are. Keep laughing. Remember the crazy. And I know I got a little serious with the priests, and that is a horrible thing. But remember, we got a lot of crazy, okay? Omarosa has got tapes.